where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut, Colorado, the United States, or Europe, or anywhere in the world. It's a joy to see your faces as you sing that song. It's sort of how your faces look when we start to sing Christmas carols. These are the songs that don't get a lot of airtime, if you will. And so it's a gift to sing it. And guess what? Now you can go back to YouTube and you can sing it again and again and again and again. And this morning we're going to hear a story of two worlds. It's not a new story. It's an ancient story. The first world is um, led by a self-serving leader where peace equals control. It's a world that values profit over people. It's a world that imposes rules and actions that betray relationships and favor a select few. Does that sound familiar to you? Okay, some examples come to mind for you. You don't have to look far, but you can look far back and still see it. And then there's another world that is led by a servant leader where peace equals harmony and right relationship. That values above all else mutual interest and access. It's a world where people live in covenant relationship and it takes into account those with need as a high priority when creating standards. How about that? Does that sound familiar? Have you seen glimpses of that? Heard stories about that? I hope so, because they do exist. Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday is where these two worlds are on full display. You can see them both. You've already heard them in our music. A little bit. And on this day, we remember Jesus moving toward Jerusalem. He's not there yet, but he's moving toward Jerusalem with his followers. And those traveling with him were hopeful. Of course, they were hopeful because as they approached Jerusalem, they thought the world that Jesus represented would soon appear because they had been healed by him and they had been heard by him he saw them he went to them he touched them he taught them he taught them in ways that made their hearts sing and so they followed him on this journey and i think jesus must have known about this hopefulness of theirs and and he knew that there was going to be conflict in the city when they did finally get there. I mean, it was inevitable. His life had been in danger many times along the way, and he sort of slipped away. But not this time. We know the story. We've read ahead. 
So before they went into this time of procession, Jesus told a story about the first world, about a self-serving leader who had been a prince and was going away to become king. And before he left, he said to these 10 servants, he said, I'm gonna give you each some money and I want you to make me more money while I'm gone and when I come back, you report to me what you've done. So off he went. And by the way, the people who weren't quite excited about this person becoming king sent notice ahead and said, don't make this guy king. We do not want him as our leader. Message wasn't received or wasn't heeded. And so the guy became king and came back to the servant, said, okay, come on back. Let me see what you got. And the first one said, well, here's what I did with your money. And, and I took this one piece and I made 10. The king was quite pleased and said, good. I've given you a little. Now I'm going to give you more. I'm going to put you in charge of 10 cities. Next one came. Well, I, I took your money and I invested it and I came back with five. He said, okay, that's good too, so I'll give you five cities. And then the next one comes and says, I carefully wrapped your coin in cloth and held on to it because I was afraid of you. I was afraid of what you might do. This was not the right answer. The king was not amused or pleased or even flattered. In fact, the king said, if you were so afraid of me, why didn't you just put it in the bank and at least get interest? And so the king took what was given to that one person and gave it to the one who had 10. Setting that as an example, for if you are not able to produce more for me, your life will be ruined. In fact, it goes even further because the people who were there reporting back said, sir, he already has 10 times as much. Why are you giving him more? And this is what the king says, and this is from Luke chapter 19. The king replied, those who have something will be given more, but everything will be taken away from those who don't have anything. Now, this is, here's, this is horrible. Now give me the enemies who didn't want me to be their king and kill them while I watch. Very clear message in that world, isn't there? Very clear. And then, after that, comes the enactment of Jesus as servant leader. It's the story that has echoed through time, claiming hearts and imaginations, coaxing courage from the fringes, and offering hope in the midst of despair. And it didn't start in Luke's gospel, it started all the way back with the prophet Zechariah about 500 years before Jesus was born. And this is what the prophet Zechariah says uh, in the ninth chapter. Everyone in Jerusalem celebrate and shout, your king has won a victory and he is coming to you. He is humble and rides on a donkey. He comes on the colt of a donkey. I, the Lord, will take away war chariots and horses from Israel and Jerusalem. 
Bows that were made for battle will be broken. I will bring peace to nations, and your king will rule from sea to sea. His kingdom will reach from the Euphrates River across the earth. That's what I'm talking about. I want that world. Who doesn't want that world? Well, the people most invested in the first world don't want that world. At least on the surface, or at least down to about here, right before you get to the heart, because call me sentimental, but I I believe that the hearts of people that are changed by God's Spirit want this, but might not know who they are in this world and might not know how to interact. You know that feeling, don't you? Coming out of isolation, oh, I have to remember to say hello. I have to remember to smile. I have to remember that it's not all about me and that I exist in this much bigger, much more diverse community than the small space that is my home that became so comfortable. And so it's good to come out and to practice again what it means to live in community, what it means to live in a place and time where people think differently, live differently, eat differently, play differently. And we try to make space for that to happen together. So this image, this prophecy of Zechariah plays out now in the Gospel of Luke. Again, they're not in Jerusalem yet. They're still a ways off. And it's as if Jesus said, you know, let's take a moment here. Let's take a moment to remember the image of this other kind of world, this other leader. Let's remember why we're here. Remember, they're going to Passover not to celebrate Easter. They're going to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, which is a celebration of liberation. And it's true. The Hebrews were liberated from slavery, but guess what? There's more liberation to come. There's more healing and reconciliation that's needed because these two separate worlds still coexist. One needs to get smaller. The other needs to get bigger. And so we're going to let the hymn that we're going to sing next tell that story in Luke. As you read these words to what may be a familiar tune, this is the Gospel of Luke for us to sing. Mm -hmm. 